1: Brandon Marshall here, Ashley Nicole Moss, Corey in the Cut, Woo Out West, BC in a booth, and Mander Legend is somewhere being mysterious. This is Paper Route presented by I Am Athlete. Another phenomenal day, which means we have another phenomenal opportunity to talk a little sports and whatever else comes out of our mouths. Um, I don't know what this show is at this point. Um, We talk a little bit about this, a little bit about that. Ashley never wins a debate, so hopefully today is a day that she can win a debate finally. Um, we're here, not on YouTube, but on XM Faction Talk, Channel 103. Corey, Ashley, how are we doing?
2: I'm good. I mean, you started the show off with a lie, but
1: <laughs> go ahead. You, you take me as a, for a liar?
2: I mean, you just lied. Who wins the debates mostly when it comes to the two of us?
3: If it's, if it's a continued debate, then it's mm. not... Well, cool, because you know we give in the basketball debates primarily Thank to you. Ashley. Just
2: want to put that out there. Um, she won two
3: debates. We took
2: we took, we took, took it to a poll, and yeah. out of the three of us, you came in last. <laughs> out of the three? I, I, I came in first. I I Even beat Corey you beat you. <laughs> I did
3: beat you in that basketball
2: hey, So I just want to put that out there. I,
1: I, I will say this basketball season was tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot going on. Football season's coming up. I'm not competing in football season, right? We're all a team, mm-hmm. but we will have our moments. I'm sure Ashley and I are going to have at least three, like, big, big, big debates big moments, yeah. that could potentially boil over to arguments that mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, okay? Um, Corey, you're always even kill. Uh, and then f- basketball season's coming up, which I'm super excited about this year for the first time ever, Ashley, because Why?
2: Because they had that stupid end-season tournament. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: right. right.
2: <laughs> Not doing this.
3: Shoot, that's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that works. Right. It, it really would. All
1: right. Well, what we got on a docket today, Corey?
3: Yeah, man. So today we're going to dive into some basketball topics. We got Anton Walker joining in the show here in a few. We're going to talk about Draymond Green. He actually spoke on his incident with Jordan Poole from last summer. So we're going to share our thoughts on that situation. And the 76ers GM, Daryl Morey. He, uh, you know, he had spoke and said that, um, you know, they, they're going to go about that James Harden situation for the best of the franchise. So um, we'll talk about that when we got Antoine on. But we're going to start with news of the day. How about that? So to continue our conversation from yesterday about the running back market. Oh,
1: hold on. I got some news of the day before you Do you? you, move you, do you guys? Yes, okay. yes. Go ahead, go ahead. So yesterday I talked to you guys about um, cooking, yeah. right? Like, I don't know why I said it. it was like Taco Tuesday, yeah, yeah. right? Well, I know. I said it was Tuesday, and then it, you know, spoiled, uh, boiled over into Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then I said, you know what? I may make some tacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it, guys. And how that I'm go? I'm extremely proud of myself. The kids said it was fire. Okay. I made a reel for you guys. I'm going to send it to y'all. I'm not on Instagram right now. Um, little, um, a cleanse for myself. I don't know when I'll be back, but I'm having a I'm on a little sabbatical there, so I won't post it. Mm. But I'll give it to the show. Maybe the show can post and you guys can see it. But y'all been tricking me. All y'all chefs and cooks out there been <laughs> been, been, been tricking me. That's not cooking. That's way too didn't easy. It took seven cooking. minutes <laughs> you to make didn't tacos. Did I not
2: say verbatim yesterday that that's not cooking? You might have said that that yeah. anybody that can that make tacos, tacos. That it's up there with what mac and cheese from a box. It's literally the same level of difficulty.
1: Yeah, Ashley, I want to. I want to Taco Tuesday. Not, it's cook not <laughs> off. that hard. You think you can get me in some tacos?
2: Um, yes, because I actually like fry the tortilla. I, like, did, that. I did I make the, the dipping sauce. I did. Okay. You have the food truck you in LA? Make it? Yes. Like you, you can't see me. Tacos, like. Some you want to do cook off? Um, you're like a kindergarten tacos. Let's I do a taco. I Tuesday did that. I did that. I was making those in the 5th grade.
3: <laughs> Let's do <laughs> a taco quiet Tuesday cook off. Cook off. It's quiet Bruh. for you. Yeah. The kids said it was fire. How many you ate? I feel like that's going to be I didn't a true eat any. you didn't eat any. No, I'm like drinking okay, so water. Okay, tacos really good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, eating fruit
1: right now. Oh, okay. I, I told you I was out that whole week, right? Dealing yeah. with pneumonia and you know, that whole fever and that whole deal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the detox my body needed. So I'm letting my body just kind of slowly get back into um, eating. I ate some hard food. I ate um, maybe salmon this week once or mm-hmm. twice. But that's it. But I didn't eat last night.
3: The kids ate it all up. All right, they I, loved it. I, Boy, why couldn't get getting enough so high. of it. want to trust their word then.
2: I'm looking at my boot, looking yeah. at your boot. Why'd you get such an extra high boot?
3: Oh, sh- <laughs> should we update the people that we're actually oh, we're, walking now?
2: Corey and I are walking, <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> real, we we were we were all of June um immobile. We had our scooters.
3: Well well, I was immobile all of You were immobile first. May, Mine
2: was all of June. Uh-huh. I, I I had the scooter, you had the scooter. Yeah. Then we both transitioned to the crutches. Yeah. And now we're both walking on our own two on feet. Our own boots, yeah. In our boots, but I have a boot that's a lot smaller than yeah. your boot. Why'd you get an extra tall boot? Well, to
3: answer your question, I guess the easiest way possible, the severity of the injury maybe, I don't know. But, but yeah, I do got the, the extra large boot on, and you got the
2: – I got the, the little baby boot.
3: Yeah, right, for real. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, my, I'm coming along. My Progress boot comes is- off
2: in a week, though. When's yours come off?
3: Believe it or not, my doctor gave me today as the day, of being like when wow. I can take it off. So oh, I'm, yeah, and walk. I mean, I, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm taking it a little slower uh-huh. than, than what the doctor ordered, but today, believe it or not, oh, is the day that I'm I'm I. The okay, okay. Bro, we
1: have I'm all these scared. medical ex- <laughs> experts working on all of these athletes that come and train in our facility and mm. recover in our facility. I don't want to hear any excuses uh, throughout this recovery process yeah. for either one of you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: have a recovery process, though. Remember, that, I didn't break anything. I didn't sprain anything. Mine was just like. But you know what? Actually, there you know is what? a recovery
1: Ashley. process. No, I, I need, to, need you to understand. I don't need to do
2: physical therapy. Yes, or, you do. No, I don't. I because didn't have an injury. been an but your, you know your foot joints. been
1: in a boot for yeah, six weeks. Yeah, you know yeah, your, your joints you I, might be a little sore. Yeah,
2: but I'm gonna return to Pilates and stuff. What I'm saying is like I'm not gonna have any atrophy. I don't have any like. you do. No, I don't. I haven't been. I haven't been. Immobile, that's on my the foot point. Long that's,
1: yes, it is, no, <laughs> is
3: that, a week.
2: A week, no, I don't have any atrophy on my leg.
3: Sorry. So, since you've been walking, you don't get no pain like in the front. No, of the ankle, no? That, nothing. That, 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 remember,
2: I didn't have you, an you ACL and yeah, Achilles, I didn't break anything, it, it wasn't that, a sprain. Never. Like, it's not, I've been walking like normal. I feel nothing.
1: Ashley, <laughs> how do you Sorry. think I was able to play 13 years? It wasn't because I was just really good at ball, it was because I knew how to take care of myself and recover.
2: I've been okay, taking, so I, if you I are in a boot it. for six
1: weeks, I haven't been and, in a
2: boot for six weeks. Well, what,
1: you're not walking, you're okay. not walking
2: regular. But I've only been not walking for a month.
1: So what happens now, Ashley? And this is the last thing I'm gonna say because I'm really concerned. I, like when I say I'm really concerned, I'm really concerned. I'm fine. She's playing at Yankee Stadium, uh-huh. or she, allegedly Alleged. supposed to be. Right. She it's got not, the invite. It's not
2: allegedly, I'm playing.
1: <sighs> you shouldn't.
2: <laughs> I'm going to. go out to, there and take pictures. I, <laughs> Okay, first of all, that's insulting. No, right. I'm being honest, it's not because I don't believe I'm not that gonna you can. go out there and play like Derek Jeter, but I'm gonna go out there and, you know, pick a ball up, throw it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, this is
1: my prop this is this is my concern, and I, I know this it. to be true. <laughs> Ashley hasn't been whatever her injury is, whatever it is. It wasn't an
2: injury. On,
1: well, you haven't. You 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 got crutches. You yes, got a because I couldn't
2: put I couldn't put pressure okay, on the boom. site of the surgery. But I didn't have an injury. I had an infection in my foot.
1: Okay, even worse. <laughs> so, which means, if you're not living normal, walking normal, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now you can go out there and put pressure on it. Mm. What happens is your body's still going to be in compensation. So when you go out there and you try to do normal things without recovering properly then the knee goes mm. then the hip goes well, or something not, that's like not that to me. especially yeah. <laughs> if you go from oh now i can i can return to play i can return to regular life and then you go out to yankee stadium and you're trying to get a ground ball yeah. You're trying to hit a ball. Mm. That's a problem.
2: I'm sorry. Do you think that I'm going to be hitting the ground to catch a ball?
1: <laughs> what do you, do you, think, you see baseball? my face? What,
2: you you, you think I'm going to risk scratching up my face or breaking <laughs> my nose or something like that? Let's let's put the foot aside. You can I just. I need just, this to be okay. Like, that is my main concern. If that ball comes flying at my face, you know what I'm going to do. Slide to the left. Uh-huh. Slide to the right. This is my priority. Uh-huh. Like, Even just
1: jogging, you know, she's gonna. She's opening herself up to a lot of problems. Even jogging out of the dug house to third base, which is I'm which not your, designated, jog. your designated I'm third base. <laughs>
2: <you>. I'm gonna <laughs> strut. Can't do it. From the from the dugout to the, I'm just gonna
1: stop being horror and listen. Saying,
3: maybe it's the inner athlete in you, Brandon, to, to just assume the Ashley is just gonna give it her all. I really? would I mean, normally like, give as it an athlete, my all. Yeah, I normally gotta, would.
2: I normally would. If I was a yeah. if I like was normal, I would definitely uh-huh. be out there giving it my all. But right. like, I'm not gonna go out there and like full throttle it. Right,
1: right, right. right, right. All right. Remember, mm. I, said, I told you so. Yeah, right. I know. I'm gonna real. be fine. We have Antoine Walker on today. When is he chiming in? Uh he should be on soon. He should okay. be on soon. Want to hit some news before we have Antoine Walker coming let's, on? Let's Sitting do here that. on SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103.
3: Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's do it. So, yeah, like I had mentioned yesterday, we, you know, we had the conversation about the running back market. And, you know, all that was happening to, you know, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Well, Le'Veon Bell took to Twitter today to kind of put into perspective, Le'Veon right, okay. this whole running back situation. And he actually used a bug's life. To put into perspective, great movie, so you, great film. It, it is a great film. So you did watch it. I was hoping that
2: you. Did least I heard. watch it, Corey? Like I know hey, you're I, I, not trying to know. school me I don't on know. something nostalgic. I don't know. Ho- yes, I've seen *A Bug's Hopefully, Life. Brandon
3: watches it so he can. I've seen it. Uh, you have seen it. All right, so it I don't remember it. A bug's
2: life.
3: <laughs> tell, <laughs> you a bug's
2: so, life. I like so the look, fat Caterpillar. Sorry. He was my favorite.
3: Yeah, that, that was. I mean, I like uh, I like Flick. Flick was honestly my favorite character. All right, but let, let me read off how Le'Veon Bell put into perspective. He said, Disney a long time ago taught me a valuable lesson about sticking together. Go watch A Bug's Life. It'll put into perspective the running back market. The running backs are the ants. I'm Flick, the inventive ant. And I took all the damage from the grasshoppers, a.k.a. the owners. He said, at the time, no one could see my vision or what I was standing for, but all I was doing was just preparing to go against the grasshoppers, again, the owners. But as the lone inventive ant slash running back, I was obviously, I obviously couldn't beat the grasshoppers and owners alone. In 2017 and 2018, I was the lone ant. Again, I was Flick. It was literally only me. But fast forward six years later, now you have multiple ants trying to join the fight against the grasshoppers. And this is the last one. He said, and Flick helped the other ants realize that there are more of us ants than them. AKA grasshopper's owners that finally defeated the grasshoppers. Ants are strong as F together. Very weak when they are individuals. Uh, How one do y'all, quest-
2: two questions. <laughs> How do y'all like this analogy? Insane analogy. Yeah. like. And also I think he's combining the plot of ants and a bug's life into one. Like, don't right. you remember the movie ants oh, yeah, where yeah, they yeah, have yeah, to yeah, fight yeah. the grasshoppers? Like, right.
3: Oh, he might. Have been I think pursued, he's combining
2: right. two different plot lines really? into yeah. There's a Bug's Life, wow. I see what you're saying, and then yeah. there's ants. And ants, they had to like fight the grasshoppers mm-hmm. because the grasshoppers were trying to take over, right. and it was the ants versus the grasshoppers. And A Bug's Life, I thought that I mean, it's a similar. I just think that he's putting two. The plots grasshoppers were
3: the villains, though. So I do. I'm, yeah. I am following that. But you just brought up a good point. Ants though, was a different movie. The, ant, the ants were more ants like an army. The like, they were more of like an army. They that were came army together.
2: That, yes. Yeah.
1: Listen, I. I'm
2: gonna I, look at the plot the, while right, you guys discuss. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I had the
1: opportunity to watch both movies, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, I have three children, so I see all of these movies. Mm. I thought they both were phenomenal. I don't know the plot. I don't know the storyline. It was really good production, right? In animation, um, I thought Le'Veon Bell did a phenomenal job of um, using these movies. If We're talking about both instead of one. Right, right, right. Um, It shows his creativity. Remember, he's one of those athletes that go out there and rap as well. Yeah, he is. And he does a phenomenal job. Um, With that being said, I want to get here. Le'Veon Bell is part of the problem. Okay? He's part of the problem because the running back market historically has been... Ruined by the running back. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to blame the running back because, you know, I'm pro running back. I'm pro playing running back, uh, paying running back. I'm pro uh, 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 player. But the reality is, is this we do got to come together. And when we come together, we got to deal with reality. Because when we sit down with the grasshoppers and the grasshoppers are the owners, right, mm-hmm. then they're going to have some questions for us. And we have to answer that stuff. Production numbers. Why after year four, year five, production all of a sudden slips when you get paid? So, levion cool. Great. We can come together. But then they're going to pull out your career mm. stats as a case study. Well, damn, man, Le'Veon Bell, you were drafted in 2013. You came in hot, 860 yards right off the top. Boom, phenomenal job, 1,300 yards. Boom, then something happened in year three, 556 yards. But it's okay because you bounced back. You went dumb, 1,300 yards, 1,300 yards in 2016 and 2017. This Remember the killer bees? Yeah, right, right. Put that into part of the plot. It was Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant, Mm -hmm. and And Le'Veon Bell. Bell. He wanted to get paid. He should have got paid. But what the Pittsburgh Steelers were saying back then was, look at our offensive line. Look at everybody around you. It's not just you. He wanted to get paid as a franchise player. Mm -hmm. He weren't, Pittsburgh wasn't going to break the bank. They weren't going to do it. So what he ended up doing is what I believed he should have done. He held out, yeah. not only for a camp or offseason, did it for the whole year. Yep. He sat out a whole year. It was unprecedented. Yep. But the problem, Corey, is this. After the year, the Jets give him the bag. And what did he do? Two things. He played like shit.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. No, yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: And And, and never was able to be productive again. Yeah. So now what you end up doing is scaring guys like Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, all of these guys, Tony Pollard. You scared them away from even think about sitting out. Oh, now that is the, the, the most recent case study out there. If you sit out a year, your career will never be the same. And I don't believe in that. Yeah. I believe Saquon Barkley can sit out a year and come back and still be productive in the right situation yeah. and Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs. And they should be able to do that if, if, if that's what's going to take to get them where they need to be. Paid. Compensated fairly for all the work they put in. They'll never be able to be in this position again and make any type of money like this. They put everything on the line. Their whole lives is on the line. We saw the kid die on the field last year in DeMar Hamlin. The guys deserve to be paid. And so not only did he uh, uh, scare off anybody to think about sitting out uh, long term, he also added to this long list of running backs that weren't productive after they got paid. And so that is the problem. We need more guys like Adrian Peterson that plays 10 years and it's productive, 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 productive productive. That's what we need. We don't need more Le'Veon Bells, okay, to get paid and don't produce. Did I read those numbers to you guys when he got paid? So he sat out 2018, and then in 2019, 789 yards, and then 328 yards. Now, I do want to be fair to Le'Veon. I do Mm want to be fair to Le'Veon, right? I think Adam Gates was his coach, Mm -hmm. some challenges there, major challenges. Offensive line is totally different. But that's why you got to be strategic and you got to play chess. And that's why he probably came out last week and said, I apologize to Pittsburgh. I never should have left. Duh.
2: (laughs)
3: Right.
1: Right? Because you got to understand, like, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And there's a lot that goes into, you know, what an athlete's decision on. Their career and what's best for them long term, so Ashley, um, did he combine both the ants?
2: Yes, he did. He, he
1: did. did. <laughs> 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 so
2: but in all fairness, a Bugs Life and Ants were very similar potlines. They, they were honestly. So. So. Yeah.
3: Can you explain that? analogy still works. Huh? Can you explain this? Like
2: the difference between the two. So, basically, Ants was about, like, a worker ant. Z was his name, not mm-hmm. Flick. Flick's a bug's life. Yeah, yeah And, um, basically, the general, uh, what was his name? I think it was called, he was called General something or another. General Mandeville. Mandeville? Manderville. General <laughs> Manderville. Threatens to wipe out the entire worker population, so Z must save the ant colony um, from them from these like evil flying ants um, and also from the flooding that's going to happen in the worker tunnel when they're trying to wipe out the ants now in a right. bug's life they're fighting grasshoppers so they're not flying ants they're grasshoppers
3: they're defending their ant they're power, defending right? their
2: Area, yeah. like or whatever, and they go on this whole adventure, and like yeah. they meet these other bugs, they meet like the caterpillar and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it's similar plot lines, but like not quite the same movie. But it's a similar movie.
3: Mm. But honestly, the way he put it into perspective, I mean, it worked for the way that he did the movie job. He did. Great great job. He, did. Right? he did a great job.
2: I, <laughs> I th- mean, I'd it was a so little, too. it was a little get to the point, but right, not right, mad right, at right, it at right, all.
3: Right. I'd say so too. All right, well, moving on, but one, we got one more piece of news uh, of the day before we'll bring on Antoine, six-time All-Pro guard and team captain Zach Martin may not report to training camp martin says he feels he's woefully underpaid relative to the market mm-hmm. right now he's set to make seven million dollars less than the highest paid guard and he's arguably probably top two in the nfl right. believe it or not he just received a 99 overall rating Madden. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about aaron right. donald yesterday hey. he just received a, a 99 overall man, uh, rating yeah. it's the first time a guard received one since 2003 and look, I mean, the Cowboys might not have, you know, they're all pro guard. How y'all feel about this? Yes.
1: Trouble in
2: um, the beat. I hate beam. it. Obviously, yeah. I hate it. Um, I think that it is unfortunate. I mean, I love how Zach Martin, though, got a little petty in him. He put his Madden rating, which is a 99 that just mm-hmm. came out. Um, I think it's easy to say. I don't think anybody would argue top three in his position for multiple seasons. Some may say number one. Um, I think that you can't really play around with a guard when you are relying on him to protect your quarterback. And Dak Prescott needs the protection. If you don't want him throwing 10-plus interceptions like he said he's not going to— get him some protection. Now, despite on how many of those interceptions last year were his fault, doesn't matter. The more protection he has, the more time he has to throw the ball, the less he's going to make rush decisions, the less that equals interceptions. It's baffling to me that you already lost Ezekiel Elliott so you lose you know, a veteran in terms of the run game, and now all of a sudden you're going to play with your veteran in terms of protection for your quarterback. I don't think that this is going to go as far as cowboy haters would like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jerry and the Jones family um, are going to play with fire in this one. They know their quarterback is dependent on Zach Martin, and I think if they know what's good for them, they'll go ahead and pay that man. I'm under the belief that he will be paid – Um, relatively quickly.
3: Yeah, that's my hope, too. Anything to add there, Brandon? Yeah, we talked about
1: this yesterday, right, where guys have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, coming out and making statements like this. Uh, These things uh, don't bubble up overnight, right? This conversation between Zach Martin and his team and the Dallas Cowboys probably started uh, in Indianapolis during Combine. And we talked about that uh, this week as well, where you know there's the show on the turf and guys lifting weights and doing all of that stuff and testing, but there's a lot of business happening. That's where guys are having conversation around the new league year that's probably going to start a month, a month and a half later, mm-hmm. right? And so this conversation probably started then. And it's unfortunate that all these months have gone by and they haven't been able Uh, To come to a solution, Um, Ashley Corey. I don't know if he came out and said that they're not willing to talk. Um, It didn't sound like you know they you know they had they started conversations and they were just uh, far apart. Mm -hmm. But if the Dallas Cowboys are out there and not willing to have a conversation with them, and that's what I think I read. Yeah, I read. Then that's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Reluctant. That's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't play with certain guys, man. You you know, like Ashley said, this dude um, on some people's list could be number one at the right guard position. And what a a stable offensive line does for your entire team, you know, it's, uh, it's priceless. Yeah. You know, you could be on the other side of this thing, man, and and that's brutal, where you can't get nothing done. You can't get nothing done in a run game. Your quarterback's getting smacked in the mouth every other drop back because you can't protect them. Yep. Take care of Zach Martin. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay for a guy to outperform his contract and come back to the table a year or two early and say, let's talk. Right. That's what it is because we've seen the other side of it We've seen a lot of the other side of it, and the other side of that is, yo, you're underperforming. Um, we need some money back. Mm. You see, how, you see what they do. You see what they do. You know, when the shoes on the other foot. Yeah, this is what they do, and this is why players got to be comfortable getting uncomfortable. Zach Martin, great, g- great job. I would say it's a, it's a, it, he, he could have, could have even uh, came out and said these things a little
3: earlier. Yeah. Yep, so now we'll see. I mean, hopefully, like Ashley said, this happens sooner than later, but we'll have to see what happens with Zach Martin and the Cowboys. All right, I think it's time to bring on Antoine Walker. Antoine, we've we got you. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. What's going on, Mr. boss man? How you feeling? Shimmy. Mr. Shimmy himself. Yes,
2: sir. Antoine, you're so far away. Normally, you're on the big screen when I see you. (laughs)
1: Antoine, what up, man? What's going on in the Shy, man? Tell these people about the summertime Shy. They don't believe me when I keep telling them it's the greatest city in the whole world for about three weeks. (laughs) 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 Tell them
4: people. We got six weeks. About like six weeks. (laughs) About six? (laughs) Yeah. But it ain't bad. We've been having a great summer. The weather's been unbelievable, actually. I can't even try
1: what you been doing? You it's doing, early been Cool?
4: Nah, man. You know my life real simple. I like to play a little golf though. You want to play some golf? Ooh, Twan, mm. You know, you, hey,
1: Twan, You need to move down to Miami, bro. You know, you know the big dogs move it's down south. Man, you it's know too, what I'm saying? We it's retire, too baby. To in
4: summertime, Miami. I know. But we go Miami. early. I did Miami. Be much. I did Miami. But you did it. You did it when you I, was balling. I we did. gotta do it differently. Yeah, but I stayed. No, I stayed there for like four or five more years after that. I did Miami. You did. So you Everything over Miami. In Miami.
1: Yeah. You, so you over.
4: I mean, I was you know I was Mr. Miami at one point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can't hear? Uh, no, I like I still like I know, Miami. You know I, know I still love Miami.
1: Right, right, right. All I right. Still love it. So what's next then? So you going to stay in Chicago
4: forever? I mean, I miss mean, my base right here. You know Chicago, you can get everywhere in 2-3 hours. So it's like the perfect spot. I
1: don't know. I don't you know, know Twan. I don't know if I love that for you. <laughs>
4: I don't know. I like it. I like it either way. I can get any any spot, man. You know, no, I know, a Chicago I just, home, man. This this. One. I see you. I unless see you see can convince you. me, unless you convince me to move somewhere else that's better. I mean, I'm gonna stay right here. I can get to you two right, hours. I'll right. be in Miami in two and a half hours. We about to figure it. this out. We've been, been talking be about this for
1: seventeen months. We gotta figure this thing out. I need my dog down here. You gotta here deal in with Miami. hurricanes.
4: You gotta deal with hurricanes down there. Man, that's just
1: rain. That. When we when, when when Floridians hear hurricanes, we hear. Rain,
3: yeah, rain, rain, for real, for real.
2: Hurricane season doesn't really start until like September, October, anyway. Is it September? Yeah. June, well, that's when it is.
3: Really? No, 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 it
2: hits its peak like September, October. What you're saying. It starts June first, but its peak is considered September, October. No, 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 right. no,
3: no, no. you're right on that.
2: Because I'll never forget when Irma hit. Was it Irma? Yeah, I remember I had to my, Wilma
3: was a bad one too. Was
2: it Wilma or Irma? You well, actually might not even. Either one. Irma. No, that's I'm actually, That's
4: actually that's actually crazy. Yeah, I remember Wilma's the names
3: of Yeah, when
2: Irma hit. <laughs> right. The only reason I remember Swan is because my mom was mad that my dad and I were using the generator to watch the Cowboys game. said
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you wasting gas. We lost oh, wow. power. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and we used the generator to crank up the Direct TV. No, the cable because the Direct TV obviously was out because mm-hmm. the game was on regular TV and we we're using the generator juice to watch the Cowboys play. And my mom was like, "Are you guys Crazy, so we, we need that to run yeah, right. the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, My dad's yeah. like, it'll be fine for a few hours. So we got to use it to power the That's, TV. That's wow. the
1: priorities, right? Y'all real yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah, for real. Y'all real fans. So before we, we jump real into some basketball talk, yeah. some cultural talk with the big dog, Twan. We're making sure Ashley's uh, AirPod.
2: I got it. Like, Corey came, Corey came in the Twan? clutch. Can you mm-hmm. hear Twan? Yeah, I can hear him.
1: Oh, great. We ready to roll. we rolling. Yeah,
4: we good. All right. Yeah, I heard everything.
1: Yeah, Ashley just couldn't hear you, Twan. This is Brandon Marshall, Ashley Nicole Moss, Corey in the cut. And we got Antoine Walker, Mr. Shimmy himself, the guy who will never, ever, ever leave Chicago. I don't care what you you throw at him. Miami is the hottest city in the world right now. He said, you know what? I already did it. He said, I already did it. He said, I'm Mr. Miami.
2: I will give Antoine credit, though. He did prime Miami. When he was down here was prime Miami. Like, you don't
1: think this is prime Miami? No, this is this is
2: more of like bougie Miami. When Tuan was down here, it was like prime Miami. That's when Live was like at its peak. Yeah. That's when you had Club Dream. You had... <laughs> You had Club Bed. you had Mansion, you had that's at, when it's at its peak. Wow. Like that's when KOD was still around. Yeah. Like that <laughs> was peak Miami.
1: Twan, before we get into some some <laughs> basketball stuff, he Wow, Ash, mm-hmm. Hey Ash, you strong. Ash, I, I'm, I'm I'm shocked.
4: I'm proud of you. you know, nah. just, well, I was, you know, I was I was brother in brother. college. I was, I was
2: in college during the Big 3 era and I consider that last of like prime Miami cuz uh. like that's when I was like in live and you would see Rick nah, Ross They all they all was married. They had
4: women. Yeah, they, you see the Big 3 over they yeah.
2: I go back so you said they on... weren't
4: cracking. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, the laser they was taking. You had to be single in Miami to be able to mingle. Ooh. Well, I remember.
2: Mingle.
1: You were I... mingling, Twan? Yeah. Twan, yeah, tell I us mean, a, I mean, give, a give us a story, Twan. Like, you know, you walked in any of those clubs that actually actually I'm I'm appalled. I was that in, know all those hold clubs. on a second. All those
2: clubs. I was in Live at like 19.
1: Uh, I'm appalled. Well, let me, I
2: was in Live brother, when
4: Taz's remember, Angels
2: was still a thing.
4: The, the story about Liv, <laughs> no, the, the story about Liv is that Liv, Liv was, was cracking, but Liv didn't get cracking, it was to be Forge. Y'all remember Forge? Yes. The restaurant? Yes. That's what, so that party moved to Live. Obviously, the rest, you know, Liv is a huge club, but that party moved to Live. That's what started that party. And then, I'm going to tell you what happened. you just was talking about weather. What got Liv popping was Katrina. When Katrina happened in New Orleans, Lil Wayne, them, Cash Money, basically moved to Miami and started performing yeah, just okay. like for free. They just was get, getting on the mic and performing. And then that's what started other artists to perform. It. And then, then it just became a trend. I, started, I was there when that thing started. That's when it started. And that's what took Liv over the top on Sunday night. Is- you got to give I got to give Lil Wayne them all the credit. That's why Lil Wayne them was so connected to that.
1: Wow. Yeah, I heard they that started story that. before.
4: Hey, hey, is it, is
1: it really the best party ever, Twan? Live? Like, I mean, you've been, you traveled everywhere, no. Twan. Yeah, like, I'm talking about the peak, even just, it, not
4: now, but just peak, um, live. No. It's, it's been some special, special nights. It depends yeah, what you sure. think a good party is. It depends what you think a good party is. So for for guys, Ash, don't get, you know, we won't. A lot of uh, you no know, six to one, seven to one. Is that cool, yeah. fellas? The ratio, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, ratio yeah. six to one, seven. Yeah, we want we want six to one, seven to one. <laughs> yeah. A good DJ, a good DJ. We like the we like the bottle price to be reasonable, but Liv live was ridiculous. So you it wasn't you was gonna have to pay to be in live. But really, for us, it's all about the ratio, of men and women. That's all we care about.
2: And mm. I will say that like live oh, oh, and the way
4: they look.
1: In way And Liv is like
4: Baskin-Robbins. And Liv is like Baskin-Robbins, too. We like Baskin-Robbins. You know what Baskin-Robbins <laughs> is, that? Yeah, all the flavors. different flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want all the flavors. Yeah, that's what well, like, <laughs> Liv wants to be. Liv's
2: a little bit different now because back in the day, like what Tom was talking about, or even when I was in there, Liv used to be, like, really hard to get into. Like, you could only get into if, like, you bought a table or you knew someone. I feel like they have right, loosened yeah, their restrictions a little bit, and it's less exclusive than what it used to be. But at its peak, it, like getting into live was like a coming of like right. passage. Like if you got into live, like you were popping, like yeah. you knew someone mm-hmm. who was popping, and every or week you were just really cute definitely. and you were like with the right guy. But mm-hmm. like now, they let anybody in there, right? Yeah,
4: I, torn, yeah. for me, Th- torn, they had a performance every week too, though. They had a performer every week too. That was that's uh, what made it nice too. Mm. Somebody was going to perform every week. I feel like
1: they're still doing that, but it's losing its luster just a little bit. Twan, I feel like the best party, and you can't beat it, right? Like, it, it, and obviously, it's whether it's Memorial Weekend, a <laughs> <No>. super fight, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. something big <laughs> happening in Vegas. But anywhere in Vegas during a pole event is the best party in the world. Like, Vegas, to me, is unbeatable. Like, I love Vegas. I'm a big fan of Vegas. Huge,
4: huge, huge. Vegas was... Vegas parties was whack until they started Dre's. Really?
3: <laughs>
4: to me, was Dre's whack. I been going
1: out was whack. Have you been to Dre's? Uh, For Dre, once they started Dre's. Vegas. Oh, Well, that's on. a lie.
2: Hold on, that's a lie. I've been to Vegas, like, when I was younger.
1: So,
4: like,
2: old school Vegas. So like, younger. Siegfried and Roy Vegas. Come like, on, well, we got to
4: take her to Vegas are uh, you yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get you gotta get the Drake. I just
2: don't really <laughs> like
4: fight, fight weekend. <laughs> right, fight weekend gonna be crazy. You're to tell
2: <laughs> you. I just when I go to like, events like that, like where there's a I like respectfully, I feel like an animal in a zoo. Like I feel like. <laughs> If you were to throw a raw steak into a lion's den, that's how I feel.
4: Guys be so hitting on you?
2: I really wow. try to avoid. It, it just makes it. me very
4: uncomfortable. Me. I've heard that from women.
2: Like, it's so just, you, it's so like you feeding two, so time. So you
4: basically <laughs> toot your own horn. So you saying that you know when you go to Vegas where it's going to be a lot of athletes, entertainers, they are going to be on you and you don't want that I don't, don't think it matters what pressure. you
2: look like, truthfully.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you was, I felt like, I don't know what those guys felt like. I felt like you was too your own horn. I just mean, wrong. Yeah, 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 right. That's what I heard too, Twan.
2: No, I, I respectfully, I don't think men are that picky. <laughs> I, don't give y'all, I don't give y'all that much credit. Wow. Uh-huh.
4: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's messed super. up though. All right,
3: Antoine, we're going to get into some of these basketball topics. So we're going to talk James Harden first. Okay. So as we Ugh. know, yeah. he's requested a trade from the Philadelphia 76ers. But the GM, Daryl Morey, kind of you know, released a statement saying, listen, if we don't get either a very good player or something in return, well, excuse, excuse me, something we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it. If James were to turn his mind around, we will all be thrilled. You've heard Joel Embiid's comments about that. But at this moment, uh, he prefers to be traded, and we're attempting to honor that. So, Antoine, I want to know, like, what trade scenario do you think makes both sides happy? Because if you remember, James Harden says he, he only wants to go to L.A. So does L.A. even have somebody, or do we even see maybe a third team, you know, become involved to make all sides happy with this?
4: This is a tough one because you want to obviously put a piece around Embiid because you've got opportunity right now. You don't know how much he has left at the level that he's playing at. So if he's going to play MVP level, you want to get a quality player back in return. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give hard enough for some picks in the future. So you want to get a player back or maybe two players back in return that can fit around those guys. I think obviously with with with, with Maxi coming on, you got another guy that can be a superstar in this league. I think he, he's far. But I'm looking for two players in return. I'm not looking for picks. I'm looking for two guys that can really come in and play right away. I doesn't necessarily have to be an all star. Obviously, you we will definitely want one. But I would want guys that can fit around and be. That's that's that'll be my whole um, thought process if I'm mm-hmm. going to give up hard. It got to be somebody that can fit around him.
3: I feel like I can't help but to think that they might include a Russell Westbrook in this trade. No, like. Does Russell Westbrook work on the 76ers? Might he see himself in some more colors? Some James Harden
2: color? isn't leaving.
3: You don't think he's leaving?
2: No. Like, it, it just, at this point, it, there's nothing there to make it, to make both parties satisfied. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the 76ers have done this before. Mm-hmm. Daryl Morey wants the house, the kitchen sink, and everything in it. And, like, it's just at this point, I he, again, I hate talking about this because I feel like we're just running around in circles when we do. Mm-hmm. He's just, James Harden is chasing something that does not exist because part of the problem is him. Like he's chasing a easy out to a ring and it's just not going to happen. It's, it's it, his, the situation in Philly like he's not I would I would understand it some more if he were still in Houston. Mm-hmm. And Houston's a young team, they're not going to be a playoff team. They'll be lucky if they're a play-in team. Just because they're in the West, the West is stacked, you know, there's a lot of movement, new head coach. I would understand his desire to get out if that's where he was. He's in Philly. It's a great situation in Philly. Philly Mm -hmm. is going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a top seed in the East, probably top four, unless something catastrophic happens. This is a team that has all the pieces necessary to be a contender if James Harden does his part. But for some reason, he just wants to run from it. For some reason, he just does not have the desire to stay in the situation and make it work. I don't know how you can see how last season went down and see how far you guys went even with an injured Joel Embiid and know that you only showed up maybe half the time and be like, yeah, this is not going to work for me. Let me go to the Clippers. I don't understand the logic. It doesn't make any sense to me. So it's very hard for me to believe that if it doesn't make sense to me, it makes sense to the front office Mm -hmm. and it's going to be something that they're willing to adhere to just because he doesn't want to be there. There's a lot of places I don't want to be that I have to be. (laughs) Does that mean so, that? Can I add this sport, is- too?
4: So, what yeah. Can I add this too? Though I think I think. Can I add this too? I think sometimes, you know, um, especially now being outside the game and looking in, we we as people now in the media, we look at thinking the guys want to win championships, and, and that's their main concern. Sometimes that's not high on guys' priority list. Mm. You know, we we would think that would be that, but sometimes that's just not it. They don't really care about winning the titles. I mean, not saying that they don't love the game and not. But sometimes guys are satisfied with playing and and making a lot of money. And if they win, that's great. But if they don't, I think they're fine with that. Some guys that I I mean, it is elite guys that we've seen that the Michael Jordan, the Kobe Bryant, the LeBron James, guys that came in and guys, you knew that wanted to win titles and they, they built their legacy off that. For some guys, it's not like that. You saw Kevin Durant take a huge step and go join that big three over in Golden State because he wanted to win a championship. But then after he got a couple, he wasn't really concerned with staying. The two was fine. I mean, everybody has different mindsets to this. I think we're trying to look at it and saying Harden wants that. But he probably just doesn't want it. He probably, he just wants to pick his spots. he want to be. Why all of a sudden it's L.A.? LA's is not necessarily, they are going to have to give up something really good to get Harden. So what puts them in that same, that's not going to put them in championship position out west, so it's just different for different guys. And I think we sit here and try to create narratives for, the, for these guys. But a lot of guys are not really concerned with winning NBA championships.
1: Do you, do you think that uh, Harden's trying to um, duplicate what he did leaving Houston to get to Brooklyn in this situation? Because when you say um, he may not want to win the championship, um, you know, L.A. got to give up some things. Well, maybe not in his mind, right? Like, I do think that Harden wants to win a championship. But if we go back to the Houston days, when he spoke to uh, both organizations, he's like, look, I want to go play in Brooklyn, and I want to play with both Kyrie and KD. A deal can't be had if Kyrie's involved. And he patiently waited, and he got what he wanted. Do you not see this playing out the same way between Maury and the guys over there in L.A.? I
4: don't know. I mean, the money plays a part. Um, what pieces are the Clippers willing to give up? Um, I think it's really important. Um, so I, it's too much, too many things, too many if factors that have to happen for I think this deal to go down. And if I'm actually... The Clippers, I mean, obviously, what are you going to give up? And how is Harden going to make you even closer to winning the championship? So you don't think you're thinking you, don't, about Paul George, you don't think you don't think you don't, gotta, think, you mean, don't, you don't think, to,
1: think if they if they're able, let's just hypothetical. They're they're able to keep their key pieces and they add a James Harden. This doesn't improve their status in the West.
4: I no. mean, obviously it improves it. I mean, it, it improves it. But does it work? It gives them a better chance on paper, but can you put this together in the training camp and it comes out and it works right? And I don't also know. you're talking about James Hart is a, is a really tough sale because he's such a ball dominant guy. Right. He needs the ball to be effective. I think that's what we gotta look at. When you see big threes and certain teams put together, um, it's a combination. I mean you look at the I just take it to the Miami Heat when LeBron D. Wade and Boss were together, you no know, even though LeBron needed the ball, it was pretty much boss can pick and pop. He didn't have to have a lot of time. He can get them 16, 20 points. He can do other things on the floor. Um, D-Wade knew how to get out of LeBron's way so LeBron can get going. It's it's a lot of things that comes when you put three dynamic scores together. And I don't necessarily know if Harden's going to be willing to do that with other guys. Is he going to still sprint the floor hard and run for a layup because he don't have the ball? Is he going to spot up and be be able to make spot-up threes? That's not something that he does. It's a lot of little things that come along with that. On top of that, is he going to defend at the level that's needed to be defended at? So all those things play a part when you're trying to put together a superstar team and add three superstars together. It's a big commitment that those guys got to make, and I don't
2: know if they're going to do it. And that, to to add to that, we've already seen what happens when the game doesn't unfold James Harden's way. He doesn't do those little things, and we've already seen what happens when he has to take a back seat. When Joel Embiid is on the floor and James Harden is now number two, he folds. He does great when he's the number one option and it's all about James Harden. He's the leader on the floor, but if you go, and even in that aspect, he does that well conditionally while the game is unfolding the way he wants to. And the problem is in LA, is in a healthy world, that would be great for James Harden because he'd be the third option behind Kawhi and PG. But what happens when, more than likely, Kawhi gets hurt and now he's out, now you're number two? What happens if you lose Kawhi and PG and now you're number one? Can he carry that load? I don't think he can because the minute something does not go his way, he has two, it's a double-edged sword with James Harden. One, the minute the game does not unfold his way, he, he checks out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You, y'all handle it. Y'all hit me. Call somebody else. That's one situation with him. Number two, like Antoine's saying, is if he does not have the ball in his hand, He's half-assing it on the court. He doesn't do the intangible things that you need to win. Yeah, you don't have the ball in your hand. You're not dictating the offense. But can, will you help me go ahead and run this pick and roll? Will you go ahead and run and, you know, defend this guy, box this guy out? Will you go ahead and try to get this? Re- he doesn't do any of right. that. It's, me, it's a non-factor. He does not care. That's me, his issue.
1: Let me ask y'all this question before we move, uh, move on to another basketball topic. Um, Twan, is there something that we're missing as fans or uh, followers of the game, right, that just happens internally? You know, what's exciting people around the – what's exciting people within the NBA about James Harden, right? Like, who would be signing up for James Harden at this point of his career, with all the things surrounding him? Why would Daryl Morey and the, the the Pistons and Joel Embiid even want James Harden back? Like for me, if I'm in the locker room with him, I may be ready to move on. But are we missing something? Is there something that we're not seeing from a game standpoint that is like, oh no, he is a a, a championship contributor. What are we missing here? No.
4: No, I think I'm one thing I'm never going to take away is from what he's accomplished in his career and where he's headed. He's probably going to be a first time Ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest scores um, that we've seen um, playing this league. Um, great individual offensive talent. But what we haven't seen from James is the sacrifice that it's going to take to be an NBA champion. Yeah, that's there defending you go. at a high, high, that's defending at a high level, um, the commitment to the team that's that's needed. Uh, and doing the little things. We haven't seen him been, been able to do that. You got to remember James Harden has been on some very, very good teams and played with some very, very good players in his career. And it's a reason why those teams and why he's not a one NBA cha- champion yet. So you got to look at those things, too. But I mean, he's a terrific officer talent. This guy left the league in assists. He's a great scorer, he can score the basketball when he wants to. But the commitment that's needed to win a championship and you put him alongside other great players, it just has not panned out. We have to keep it real. Obviously, he got to the finals with Russ Brook and KD um, at a very young age, so I'm not going to hold that against him. But he's been around some good players. That Brooklyn situation should have been 10 times better. And you guys know that. It should have been 10 yeah. times better um, than it really was. Obviously, Philly, they've had some opportunities. Um, but I think with James Harden, it's, he has such a unique style and the way he plays the game. It's very hard to pair him with, with other guys. And that's why you see teams in the market not be wide open for him because he hasn't shown that he can play in multiple different ways and he hasn't shown that he can sacrifice to win a championship. So that's why I think it's so hard for James Harden right now.
2: He'll be in Philly. Moving on. <laughs> <Problems. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Mark Jacobs, and more great brands great prices every day at nordstrom rack but hurry for first dibs get your summer favorites up to 60 percent off at nordstrom rack today great brands great prices that's why you rack
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble
3: Um, Alright, so yeah, like like Ashley just said, we'll move on. Antoine, and Antoine, I want to talk about Draymond Green. He was actually a guest on right. Pat Beverly's podcast, and they spoke on a number of things, but one thing that they spoke on was the Jordan Poole incident from last summer. Right, and this is actually what Draymond said. He says, I don't just hit people. Dialogue happens over time, and you usually aren't triggered by something that fast. We know stuff you don't say amongst men. We know things you have to stand on. Now, Brenna, actually, I want to ask you first. Well, hold on.
2: Before we get into that, uh-huh. more things have unfolded yeah, in the saga. Lot. So <laughs> let me lot, just right? go ahead and catch everybody up to speed a little let's bit. Do it, let's do it. So after that... Um, Jordan Poole's dad responded to the tweet with um, the video of Draymond, and he said, let me go ahead and and read this, Um, the dad said, I'm, now remember, this is not grammatically correct, so bear with me, I'm Stan... I'm standing on that this is some BS. JP was his guy and he avoided me all last year. He's a soft ass B word and I'm standing on this. He didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he's lame and me and him can meet anytime he wants. So that was Jordan Poole's dad. Now, then Draymond ex- exchanged words with Jordan Poole's dad and said, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year, champ. I got to get my family from that family room every game and stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. Now, fast forward. Jordan, wow. Poole out, Jordan Poole put out a video and quoted, I believe these are Gunna lyrics, talk of the topic, find you a hobby. So it looks like he took a jab at Draymond, and it's a video of Jordan Poole in the gym working on his shot. And again, he says, talk of the topic, find you a hobby. Now, KG and Draymond are going at it. Uh. But this one's actually kind of funny. So, KG Draymond G- responded, G- responded.
3: You said KG got involved? Yes, Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett.
2: So, Draymond responded to an alleged quote of Kevin Garnett. And it says, quote, Draymond punching JP is like a senior punching a freshman who's half his size and then walks around talking himself up as oh. if he's like that. Come talk to me, Dre. Yo. Then Draymond responded, I tried, I tried you when I was a rookie, KG, and you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you. What's that like, the freshman picking on a senior citizen that's double his size? Then Kevin Garnett responded, bro, look at the account. That's a fake tweet, at Elon Musk. You see what's happening here? But... I would say KG has bigger issues to worry about than the fake tweet because Draymond came at him crazy like Ooh. He basically hold, called him soft.
1: Hold, there's a lot going that's on here. Real messy. quick, real quick, So real quick, That's, that's, that's the whole saga. There's a lot. That's the whole saga. Hey, hey, hey. Turn, turn. Really quick. Who do you have your money on? Draymond Green or the big ticket? I don't know who I got.
4: Fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you from Chicago. Uh, what are we doing? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Well no, no Chicago. Timeout. turn timeout. KG's not from Chicago. I know <laughs> I know he's not from so Chicago. KG? Yeah. No, okay. KG spent spent one year in Chicago, played <laughs> one senior year of high school basketball, so he's not from here. Um I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I, I don't know neither one of those guys to be tough. See, it's basketball arc. You don't know real you, you don't say know what?
1: That. You don't know neither one of them to be
4: tough? I don't know if neither ne- one of them are gonna be tough like that when it comes to fighting. I feel like KG will
3: Mollywop him. You don't think I KG got knows, got you know,
2: I'm putting my money on Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Man, listen, it's a few guys that's gonna throw them hands. It's basketball <laughs> talk and then it's real life talk. I mean and the guys are gonna really fight. It's like, oh Oak can talk to you, but Oak don't fight. You know you got to fight coming. <laughs> whether it's going to happen well, in the I'm locker t- room, whether you're going to see him in the summer. It's different. Everybody's different. So I don't really know um Draymond and, and, and KG. That's all basketball talk between the lines, I mean, with them.
2: Well, let me but ask you this. Even,
4: and then you guys pick, he picked on a guy that he knew he could be, you know, at that point.
2: Well, Draymond, Draymond, had, Draymond had this energy for a fake tweet, a fake quote. Now, if you're KG and you ain't even saying anything, <laughs> And Draymond came at you crazy, like, aren't you in your head, like, oh, this is really how you feel? All right, what's up? Like, aren't you kind of looking at him, fake tweet or not? Yeah, you said seriously. what you said is how you felt. Like, aren't right. you looking at him, like, all right, what's good? Now I know what type of time you on.
4: Yeah,
1: there's gonna be some. Oh, something. without
2: question,
4: I'm yeah. definitely, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely, it's definitely. If we see each other face to face, it might we right. gonna have to address it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to fight, but we do have, I do have to address it.
3: Mm. <laughs> the proper yeah, way. It's gonna be awkward when they see each Ashley. Other thanks
1: for that amazing update. Uh, please stay on Twitter for us and see if KG responds. There's a lot there. Um, initially, a lot Tuan, there. for me, you go back to just the original exchange between uh, Draymond on Pat Draymond, Bev. Draymond's
2: corny. But go ahead, Pat mm-hmm. Bev's
1: uh, show. Uh, it didn't sit well with me initially, Twan because a whole year went by. Right? The incident happenin- happened last year in camp where Draymond uh, walks over to Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole in a defensive state, uh, defenseless state, and Draymond punches him, damn near knocks him out. He probably was saved by the wall behind him. He ended up grabbing him, and people separating everybody. So that happens. Draymond, you know, apologizes. Uh, I think he was suspended. Mm-hmm. Then they put the team back together. They move forward. They go through an entire year, Antoine. We didn't talk about it anymore. Now, all of a sudden, Jordan Poole gets shipped out. And now we're talking about it again. To me, that's where it didn't sit right with me. Because, you know, me in that discussion, it have been, look, we handled it last year. It was an unfortunate situation. You know, it, 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 it's, it divided the team for a while. It may hell, it may even divided us throughout the entire year. It may be the reason why we weren't able to get back to where we wanted to be. But for him to go in and talk about, well, as a man, you got to stand on it. He's starting to give more details. You didn't give us those details in training camp <laughs> last year. You didn't give us those details when you even talked about it with Stephen A. Smith, I believe. You didn't do that. So now, if you're going to do that, then go all the way. Tell us what, what it, what's really happening. Tell us what he said. I don't like the little pieces here and there and bringing it back up, him. It didn't sit right with me.
4: No, I, I think if, if I'm Jordan Poole, obviously he didn't, re- he didn't respond. He didn't do anything. And it was tough for Jordan. I mean, one, um, I think at the time, if I'm not mistaken, Timon was trying to get a contract. I don't think he was on a contract then because I think he signed after the fight. uh, his deal because I think it happened in training camp if I'm not mistaken but I mean it's a lot of stuff going on but I think at that point you know y'all know this it becomes it's manhood at that point he stole me it it wouldn't they would have had to trade one of us right on the spot facts we wouldn't have been able to cause this that just would have had to trade us right on the spot because he stole me I gotta get my lick back I got to get it back. <laughs> we, I got to get it back, and we're not going to coexist. We're not going to be friends. We're not gonna. I'm not going to fake chop it up with you. I'm not going to fake kick it with you. So y'all, the organization got to make a decision right there. That's how, if I was Jordan Poole, it went with me. Right. I would have made sure. They would have to make a decision right there, him or me. Oof. And if they chose the other way, that's fine, And which is obviously it looked like they did. They, they traded him to Washington, but they would have to make that decision right there. You can't. Well I've been in a lot of a um, lot of teams in the NBA. I don't know how football goes. You guys can express that and then you go at it. You know what I mean? And you push each other and you hear you hear fighting words, and you hear some things said that shouldn't be said. But I've never seen guys, you know, actually throw fists and have fights. I know there's been some fights I've never been a part of that, but I've heard arguments go go real deep, but guys never throw punches. So when you swing on me, I mean that that, that all everything's off right there. We gotta we gotta it ain't never finished. I got to get my leg back. That's right. I think I th- That's just that's how I feel.
2: What's bothering me about this is like you've had an entire year to either say what he said mm. or just keep it to yourself. This whole breadcrumbing thing is annoying because it's almost like he's now trying to there's been so many different versions of draymond in this whole saga that it's like which one's real first you're apologetic and you're saying i shouldn't have done it and now it's a different tune now it's like you big dog with your chest out talking about oh there's just some things you don't say amongst men and that's why i have to give what he gets like which side is it (laughs) which side is it like are you trying to justify you
4: got the money
2: I know, but what I'm saying is like, are you trying to justify your actions to yourself or to everybody else? Like, it's at this point, it's almost like borderline bullying. It's almost like you got paid, Draymond. You got Jordan Poole out of there. Every time Jordan Poole's been asked about the situation, he he changes the topic. He's handling his own business. He's in Washington now. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's minding his business, and you keep dragging this out. Either say what he said, (laughs) Or don't at this point. Stop talking about it because you sound like you're trying to rationalize your actions after the fact, because if you would have just I would have had more respect for the situation if he would have stayed stand. I'm sorry, stood 10 toes down what happened and said, you know what? I shouldn't have punched him, but you know what? There's just some things you don't say amongst men, and I had to handle my business. But you just you keep flipping the script every single time someone talks about it. One minute you're apologetic. One minute you're not. Right. One minute you're sorry. One minute you're not. One minute, oh, I should have done better. I'm a vet in this league. One minute, oh, he had it coming yeah, to him. You're what, fighting what with his it? daddy. You fight. Which one is it? Right. Pick a side, bro, and stick too. to it. Right. I would not be upset if from day one he kept the same energy of like, yeah. Should I put my hands on him? No. But he came at me crazy and I had to handle my business. This flip-flopping is annoying because now you just look like you're really just saying whatever's going to get you the most clicks. You're a menace at this point.
3: Mm mm Yikes.
2: Like, you're a menace I like at
4: this point. I think you, you summed it up. I like, like that. Like,
2: Twan, if, if you got into an argument with a teammate, right, and you, had to pun- and you punched him in the face are you going to one minute come out the gate and be like, I shouldn't have done it. And then the next conversation, but he had what it was. Are you just going to, st- are you, you going to stick with the side. same story?
4: <laughs> you got to You got to stand on it at that yeah. point. I agree with you. That's, I think you put it in the right context. Uh, I mean, context that, that everybody should understand and where, where Draymond is at with it. But he, it works in his favor. Jordan Poole is gone and he got a new hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. So the organization yeah, we'll- stayed with what, the heart and soul of the team, I guess. It, uh, I always, I, I, th- I consider him the heart and soul of their team, so they stay with that. Yeah,
3: yeah, And
2: it's backwards, too. Most of the time, I don't know about y'all. Have you ever punched somebody in the face?
4: No,
3: I haven't. Okay,
2: well, if you ever punch somebody in the face, <laughs> too, all right, or well, if you've ever done something, I I don't know about you, but as a Capricorn, I'm very hard-headed. <laughs> and one thing about me is, You don't start with the apology. You drag that out. Like you get to the apology after the fact. You stay ten toes down. No, I have to do it. I had to do it. That's what he asked for. It's not my fault. It's his fault. He shouldn't have talked to me crazy. The apology comes way after you try to like (laughs) make your point and try to make it seem like you didn't do anything wrong. He's doing it in reverse. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't get it.
3: Well, we'll be following this messy situation. Hopefully, it actually just gets put to bed because, I mean, I'm with you. I'm tired of hearing about it. But uh, moving on, Antoine, the uh, the FIBA World Cup is coming up. It's on Friday, August 25th, and, of course, it runs to... Uh, Mid-September.
2: Exciting. But,
3: yo, they released the roster for Team Canada. Now, the, the past couple mm-hmm. winters, the winners, uh, Spain took the, world, um, the, the gold medal uh, in 20, it was the 2019, the last time we had the FIBA World Cup, U.S. the year before. But I want to know if Team Canada has a chance to really compete. I want to listen to the names on this roster. Shay Gildas alexander Jamal Murray, Corey Joseph, Dylan Brooks, R.J. Barrett, uh, Lou Dort. Kelly Olenek, Dwight Powell, like, I think they got some guys on that team that can really do some damage. I want to get your thoughts. Like, you think Canada compete this year?
4: Oh, they definitely compete. They're going to have a legitimate chance to win. they they definitely going to compete. I mean, obviously, I think the USA team is is better. Mm -hmm. Um, You just want to go player for player. I mean, probably, you know, it's a little bit better, but um, they got a legitimate chance, yeah and yeah. they play different you know you get getting you getting the FIBA basketball they play a little bit different style of basketball um the three ball comes becomes a big factor yeah. um you know usually in these type of events so um i like the team they put together and they, they're gonna be very competitive it's kind of like you remember back when when spain used to compete against the usa yeah um you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a game it's gonna be a toss up
3: yeah, no. I mean, Spain in particular has won two of the last, you know, four uh, feeble World Cup mm-hmm. tournaments. So, yeah, no, they're they're definitely they're definitely gonna be able to compete. Now, had you ever represented Team USA before in any of these these tournaments?
4: No, I never made to the. Uh, I never got. I never got selected, man. That's one thing off my resume. Oh. Why you had to hit me below the belt? Oh. <laughs> Damn. He did oh, me goodness. the same That's way yesterday, That's Twan. <laughs> man, you hit me below uh, the stuff, uh, Mr. Man. Shimmy, how
3: come how did I did not put Mr. Shimmy on Team USA?
1: Twan, he did me the same way, man, talking <laughs> about Jerry Rice and oh. Super Bowl and asking <laughs> me if I could relate knowing <laughs> that I ain't made the playoffs. Yo, he really did, though. They,
3: they really let did. me finish my question, though, yesterday, Antoine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah.
4: No, I never represented USA. I played in um, when I was younger in the festival but I never played for the USA I'm, I'm, that's, that's one thing that I didn't get to put on my resume
3: yeah no, I, I would like to
4: though
3: yeah no no I, I hear you I hear you now with these teams too this is a conversation I was actually having with somebody somebody yesterday it's like how do these teams manage because each each country will have you know one or two maybe two or three uh, NBA players on their team, but you know it's not USA that's winning every year, and it's also not the teams like the you know we see Luca and you know Ben Simmons you know they they represent uh, was it uh, I forget um, uh, Luca's country but Slovenia you know, Yeah, Slovenia this what it was Slovenia and Australia they're typically those countries that have a lot of NBA players, but a, a country like Spain. You know, you don't typically see NBA players representing teams like that, and even China. China's often a team too that we'll see placing with the with the gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal. How, how are these teams? What, what's what's these these tournaments like? How are they able to compete at a high level each year? And we don't see many NBA players on those teams.
4: Well, I think one for me, I think it's the and you know the NBA players' mentality. They got to go in with that. Right. You know, these these guys are looking forward to playing against you. They can beat you. This is like a highlight of their life. I think for us, it's a little, you know, for USA players, it's a little different. They go to accept the challenge, but I think it's about the mindset when you go in. I think if they go in with the right mindset um, about dominating and playing at a very, very high level, and being unselfish and playing together, I mean, they could dominate. Um, But it's it's all about the mindset. I think that's the important. You got to pick guys that want to be there, um, that want to represent, that want to represent that country. And it's going to play hard. And yeah. I'm not saying they haven't done it in the past, but I think we take it, you know, USA takes it a little bit different and not as as serious as other countries do. So I think that's just the mindset. We're going with the right mindset. We should never lose. Never lose,
3: right.
2: Yeah, and you also get guys who kind of view it, you know, who forego it, you know, of the option of playing because it's so close to training camp. They're focused more on that than they are in FIBA. Um, so you're not always left with your best roster. I think, like Tuan's saying, other countries, you know, the very best of the best will play in that and play for real. I think mm-hmm. with, you know, the American League, with the NBA, guys don't really want to be bothered with it that close to training camp. They're trying to enjoy the last few weeks of their off season and then um, get geared up mm-hmm. to get back into the grind, getting ready for the season. So they're not really interested in playing in a game, you know, that – or. In a in a series, rather that at the gr- in the grand scheme of it, from an individual factor, means that much to them. It's unfortunate, but that's kind mm-hmm. of been the reality for a while.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys. I yeah. will be tuning into the Feeble World Cup. He was fun though. Some, some I enjoyed it. it's going You, it. you yeah, watched that to too?
2: Be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness, y'all tripping. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tripping. Ah. Yeah. Torn, really quick. <laughs> I've seen it in can person tell, too. Can you tell? Can you tell? Can you tell Ashley uh, that this in uh, season tournament is going to be good for the NBA?
2: Don't tell me that.
4: I ain't gonna lie, B. I I I don't like none of that. I Thank think least, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think I think this is why because we have records. You got stuff that's that you don't want to be don't want to be shattered. That don't wanna be changed. Don't change the eighty two game format and the regular format. You don't have to do that. The league is in a very good place. All you gotta do is look at these contracts, bro. I was in a good look at the place. deals. These. Because look at the deals they're signing. All right. Or before they you move. They won't be before, able to sign these deals. They, they, they're signing massive deals. Are you talking about. Before you. Be, hold, on, on,
1: before. hold on, Twan. Hold on, Before you continue, let me just. I want to. I want to propose this. I want to propose that you put on your um, commissioner hat on. Okay. So, Twan, mm-hmm. you can't just think about where you're at today. You got to get the league somewhere tomorrow. Five years from now. Ten years from now. Okay. There's a product right we need more tv deals you talk about money we got to continue to get that revenue coming in and growing all right so i'm gonna let you have it but put the commissioner hat on tuan
4: it's not but that's not going to make it better man having these one-off tournaments and all these different things this this is it messes up the record books the tradition that (laughs) the nba said and the things that the things that we celebrate we just celebrate lebron james when um you know, passing Kareem, man. All these things. We got records and things that are in place. You start adding these tournaments. What, what, it, what do they go? they, they go going their regular season stuff? they go on just tournament scoring? I mean, season's are already long enough. Why do you want to add all these other things to it? You don't have to add all this stuff. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Not, not only, it's broke. Not only Torn, that. Torn, do not you, you enjoy watching t- the just, NBA in November? Up, how's
1: you how's don't it? because Listen, you're, a, cat, you yes, do. you're a casual
2: man. NBA ask fan. Ask if you like it. Tuan, he wants to know if you enjoy watching the NBA season in November, in December.
4: Oh, well, yes, I do. Of course Thank I do. you. Uh, my, whole, my whole
2: argument with this entire no, thing with him, Tuan, <laughs> was that this in-season tournament does not benefit true NBA fans. It benefits the casuals. Who don't start watching basketball until March and April? That's Brandon. As a true basketball fan, I find it annoying that we are adhering, and I get it ratings and all of that, but we are playing, we are having our guys play a meaningless tournament for a meaningless trophy that, in the grand scheme of things, if you miss the actual playoffs, what are you gonna say? Well, we're the in season tournament champions. They don't give out banners for that, they don't give out rings for that. There are no parades for that. It is meaningless. you will not even, be great commissioners. This is not even y'all like... Y'all leagues will die. This is not even like what <laughs> they do in soccer where there are repercussions <laughs> to it where if you knock off a certain team, you are now in that club. Like, there's innovate. no benefit to you this. You have to
1: innovate. You have to innovate. you I'm have sorry. to reach new audiences. So, listen, I, y'all... There's nothing, I,
4: y'all, I, nothing I, wrong with the NBA game, though. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Let's like, base, like baseball. Baseball had to speed up the game. It was like people saying it was too boring. They had to make certain rule changes and things like that to enhance but make their game better. The NBA you don't have to do that. We saw small, subtle changes in the game to try to make it better, but the game is fine. Twan the there's two problems.
1: Now, no know. no 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 there's two problems and I'm sorry. L- like what? This is uh, what the <laughs> product <laughs> the product is not okay. In November, December, January. Hell, not even in February. It's not okay. That's number one. And two, from a business perspective, you have to be innovative. Y'all have to think differently. Y'all have to find ways to expand into new audiences. That's where growth is. You see
4: the NFL, how innovative they are. They're on Twitter. They're on Nickelodeon. They're trying to get into streaming. It's a $3 billion industry, B. How how big do you think it's going to get? $3 billion industry ain't good enough for you? Well, listen. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Capitalism to respond to this. Hold a, on. It's like a $3 time out. NBA, you know, NBA we want more. Out, it's a billion dollars. They, I think that how much are they they paying out like a billion dollars in salaries, right?
1: They want more. What are you talking about, 20, you even thinking like that? You're talking about oh, Damn. we three billion, we good. See, that's why y'all are terrible commissioners. Y'all can never be commissioners. <laughs> three billion. Your job is to get it to five.
2: Let me play devil's advocate here for you, though, real quick. You think that. This in season tournament is going to solve yes. all of the issues. But let me tell you something. It's not going to stop load management because there's no playoff repercussions for it. It's not going to stop lack of effort that you say that there is in November, TV December, up. because I promise you right now, guys don't give a damn about an in season tournament. They're worried about winning a chip. So if they're not prepared to play in November, guess what? It's another they're not for them. It's another opportunity they don't another care. championship. It means nothing being an in season <laughs> tournament and you're Talking about half a million dollars in prize money to guys who can sit on the bench and make four million dollars. Do you think they care about an in-season tournament yes. and, a, and a meaningless trophy? They're not going to risk injury. Five hundred thousand.
1: It's not going to solve <laughs> any UFC of the 20, issues. 20, you ain't read the memo that was sent out to all y'all insiders. <laughs> Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand to the people What is it to the winners?
2: Five hundred thousand before tax. So cut it in half. Five
4: hundred thousand, I can get, I can get that from my shoe deal.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: I Talk to I him. I get that. Look, put that in my shoe deal or something. You can get that in <laughs> your shoe deal, you're good enough. That you know what I mean. You can get that extra money in your shoe deal. So,
1: so, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna follow up with you and Ashley. Uh, come, I believe the championship. I know it's in Vegas, and I believe it's in December. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before Christmas time, they'll be crowning the champions okay for this inaugural in-season tournament and we'll just check in and see how you guys feel about it then i guarantee y'all be watching though oh miss i i i watched fifa obviously i watched fifa it's, it's
2: fiba first of FIBA. all <laughs> um and yes i'll be watching it it doesn't what? mean i yeah, it doesn't I mean that i um i'm a fan of the format i'm watching it because i was going to watch those games regardless no. like it's not man, making me man. watch it more
1: that's Go ahead, Tor. It's,
4: it's nothing wrong with having something new. I'm not saying that, but you putting too much on it. I don't want to too take much. away from. The, I don't want to put take away from the 82 game season grind, getting the playoffs, and and trying to win the NBA title. I don't want to lose that. Trying to add these other little little things that you think that's going to make the league more exciting.
1: We got to find you a think? way. <laughs> yeah. We got to yeah. find a way, man. Like y'all product right now, Tor. I'm sorry, like. You you, you, you you guys know too many storylines y'all know too many people that's the problem. <laughs> see I can watch any I can watch any NFL game and, and, and find something to, 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 to follow mm-hmm. right because I know so many coaches general managers owners, players mm-hmm. you feel me we got so many inside scoops. That's the problem for them. They can't even be in this discussion because they know too much. Ashley can watch, you know, this game because, oh, I know this person. I sat down and interviewed this person or we cool or, you know what I mean? Antoine, same thing. Mm. But, see, y'all y'all are, what is it? Um, y'all are uh, blinded. Y'all blinded by the terrible no, product I'm that's a, out there in, in December see, and January. I'm a real sports fan. Ooh, <laughs> but y'all blinded I'm though. Time. But you are blinded because you're too close to it. I'm a real, I'm, I'm I'm a
4: football it. sports fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a basketball, baseball. I'm a real sports fan. So I love all the aspects of it. I understand all the aspects of all sports. You know what I mean? But if, if I get a gray area, obviously I'm actually going to query about football. If I, if I want to know things. I've never been in a football locker room. I don't know how to approach, how the approach you take to a football game. All those things. Those are things that I learn from other people. But I love all. I love the games itself. I love it. I like the fact that baseball wanted to make the game better. I'm a huge baseball fan. But I don't mind. when it, The old rules didn't bother me sitting out there three and a half hours because I enjoy the game. So let me answer this question then. Make, we, keep, we, keep, we keep trying to add and do things to, to some stuff that doesn't need to be fixed. Oh. It don't need to be fixed. We don't need these in-season in, in season tournaments. I've played the league 13 years. It's tough. It's tough to get your body and mind ready. You know this as athletes. It's tough to get your mind and body ready for a season, and then you want to add extra tournaments and add Man, all this. I don't know. I'm not saying it's 20. good.
1: Just don't think like an athlete. Think like you the commissioner. Like that's Leonard. what I, that's you what I asked Leonard. you. I proposed that before we game, even start this A2 conversation.
4: You think like some a- of our best players. We got some of our best players Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, some of our best players in the league, not struggling to get through an A2 game season. So you think we're not, it's going to be great to add these little small They're not small adding though. No, no, they're not adding.
1: They're not adding any games. It's the same games, right, Ashley? It's
2: basically they're taking the games they were already going to play and making them play in a tournament style.
1: See, so you got to read the memo, Twan.
2: You Let realize me, though, you're adding okay. an additional. You're you're adding unnecessary travel.
1: For no, East we're just going to Vegas. We're just going to Vegas. What Everybody want to go to Vegas. You're, you're the only team. one in the world that haven't been no, to Vegas. What, what I'm saying,
2: <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying what if you're an East Coast team and your schedule they was already, to play the Bucs in Milwaukee and you play... They already got coast to coast. What I'm saying is if you play in Milwaukee... And say your game was to play the Celtics. Yep. That's a different flight than flying yeah, to Vegas. But, but then
1: after after that Celtics game, then you're flying here, then you're flying there. Now what not you're all, doing is everybody's going to be in Vegas, right? No,
2: it's only the teams that are to, or that make it to the championship okay. game are going to be well, in let, Vegas. Well,
1: let me push the conversation forward because you talked about uh, knowing all sports, Tuan. Oh, God.
2: Okay. Yes.
1: So have you been following Shohei Otoni? 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 Mm-mm. yes i'm a big baseball fan. do you think yes. they trade him do you think he gets traded or does he stay that's it the top right if he's now putting,
4: if, 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 i know if it depends if he's putting the buys in the seat, obviously the production is there um but if you can't build a team that's going you know that can win obviously challenge for a world series then maybe you de- might make the move bro it depends what's important selling tickets selling tickets or competing for a world series that's what's going to be important cuz he's going to sell tickets
1: cuz he's with the Los Angeles Angels right Angels, now right yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, it's yeah but who yeah.
4: can you put no. can you put the pieces around him to yeah.
2: win the Anaheim Angels and Anaheim and, Angels. and you got to think about no, it I think the Los he's going to be uh, the first
4: i don't know i don't know baseball stuff but he's going to sign for like 500 million probably bro 500?
1: 500 500 you think do you think, yeah, do you think when sign it's for like
4: 500 million
1: when you where, where is his place in history when it's all said and done
4: Oh, it could be! It could be the best ever. You ain't know, have somebody pitch, play the field, and bat. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, he does it all. Literally does it all.
1: Ooh, I would love to see him like, uh, on one of our uh, historical teams, classic teams, the Yankees. Sorry, Ashley, but the Red Sox. Yeah, like that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? He Even the Cubbies. I would love I to see imagine. him on the Cubbies.
4: Yeah. I can imagine I I I guarantee you I mean he's He's probably a huge Baseball guy Probably obviously Probably baseball I bet he wants to be On one of those teams
1: Right There's a young kid that uh, Because Ashley She talks You know I, I feel like nobody Watches baseball anymore um, There's just like five younger, people In America B, watch. You know
4: Brandon You know Alex, Alex Rodriguez Signed for 275 And then 300 million So That's what do you crazy. think He gonna get Yeah
1: yeah, they're gonna give him whatever so they want. They gonna give him a messy deal. They gonna give him a part of, they gonna say we gonna give you <laughs> <laughs> Yo. part of our brand deal. I and don't he think is. he
2: leaves though.
3: Yeah, I think he stays. No, in I money. don't think
2: they're gonna let him leave. I they think they're gonna pay him whatever he wants.
3: Really? Be in their best interest.
2: It's be in the, yeah, hey, I do so, they got the money. Yeah,
4: I don't know if they got the money to pay
1: him. I let me go know. to my notes real quick because I was I was gonna talk trash, but then I got uh sick last week, torn uh baseball Wimby, bulletin board season wilson emmett smith i don't think it's there but um last week ashley what mm-hmm. what, what what was what was uh there was a tempole event that happened in baseball a week week and a half ago what was it twan you can chime in here
2: it's the all-star yeah. weekend if you I'm want to
1: nope the derby before oh. that wow yeah. See y'all talk about baseball. It's baseball that people watch baseball. I don't it, know. It was the draft.
4: Oh, there was the draft. It was yeah. the MLB draft. Oh, the, the baseball. Oh, uh, the baseball draft. Yeah. Right. That's like a I'm big, a huge baseball fan. Dang, I watched, no. I'm a baseball fan. That's my first love. But I didn't watch it. I don't. Yeah. Never, nobody really watch the draft. So that's my point. I,
2: I don't watch the draft. But most people don't watch. Uh, the NBA draft was down in viewership this year, too. Like, the draft is, like, for, like, diehard. Like, you're really invested. You have a pick. Like, that's yes, not. But
1: th- th- doesn't, you, got, you still got to know what's happening in, in the world of sports. You don't
2: have to watch the draft to know it. You can get the, There's the a notifications. Kid,
1: the number one overall pick is this kid who could potentially be um, another Shohei Ohtani. I am saying his last name wrong. Okay.
3: I think I thought it was Otani. I mean I, could be
1: a wrong tongue, too, I I'm you're probably right. But this is another kid, um uh Ashley Chris. Um we don't have a Chris, but we do have a Corey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, like, oh, I said Chris. Said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
2: you get the children. Right.
4: It's <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's crazy. But this kid
1: that went number one overall, woo, can you fact check it for me, his name? But uh the this is a – what's his name? Paul Schienes. Paul what? Schienes or Schienes? Paul Skeenes. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that can uh, play this, the game the same way Shohei uh, plays. He bats. Mm-hmm. Um, he pitches. Mm-hmm. And so right now they draft him to be a pitcher. But the question is, you know, will he actually do both? Right. So we will see. But this dude's supposed to be special.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, Chris. What's next?
3: Yeah, yeah right.
2: Well, I, 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 I'm not My
3: name's Chris. Now, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to really ask Antoine his thoughts on this. So. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs came out and said that they actually want to load manage Victor Wembanyama. See what I'm saying
1: about There's this product? Y'all see what I'm saying about this NBA product? Go, go and, finish.
3: And, I mean, well, because, I mean, all I was really going to add was we're talking about a guy, a prospect, who's had, I mean, just as much hype as LeBron James, probably the most hype since LeBron James has come out. But, I mean, LeBron James wasn't load managed. And if we want to go as recent as to last year, pa- 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 Paolo Banquiero. The rookie of the year, he wasn't... Banquero. Banquero. Yeah, he wasn't load-managed. So I wanted to ask you, Antoine, what, what are your thoughts on the Spurs making the decision to load-manage? They were Victor, also
2: NBA-ready in terms of physicality, but... I okay. Mean, um,
4: yeah, but... I mean, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, dis- I'm disappointing them popping the Spurs. I mean, let this kid play, man. This is, right. this is crazy. He's been playing basketball a very long time. I'm not with this. I'm not with babysitting him. He's not that. He hasn't shown... I mean, he was decent to me i don't know how you guys felt i thought he was decent in Mm -hmm. in in summer league Mm -hmm. he showed some flashes that he can be great but that's also in summer league um i think you need to play as much as you can right i mean especially at the beginning of your career Uh, i think that's setting a bad presence um one for him to think that it's okay to play 60 65 games whatever they decide they're going to do with him um but he's no different than any other star that came into this league. Besides being seven five, I mean, he needs to be on the court playing. I don't understand why. It seems like they want to handle him with uh, pig gloves, like he's the next guy that's going to be the franchise. I mean, that's going to be the the talk of the NBA. He's going to yeah. be the next LeBron James, and I, I don't I don't see that um, in his skill set. I think he's very skilled for a seven five guy, mm-hmm. but I don't see him being the next guy that's going to carry the torch for the NBA. So I don't see why all this babysitting is happening for him. So I hope, Um, but that's the San Antonio Spurs way. That's pop. You know what I mean? It's hard to argue against a guy like pop. And maybe they just, maybe they know something that we don't know about this kid. Um, But I I, I wouldn't do this. I would let him play. I think he only can get better by playing.
2: I'm not surprised that they're doing this at all. Um, I said that pop was one of my things was it was going to be interesting how pop was going to manage his minutes um, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play him full games or games at all. He physically is not NBA ready. They're not going to risk him getting severely hurt playing against guys like Jokic or Giannis or Bam Adebayo or an AD or some of the but bigger ask, guys. When you say in that when
4: you league. say that how ask, when you say that when you say get hurt get hurt how
2: I mean he's going to get I don't think it's going to be a severe injury but he's going to get banged up a lot remember if he physically is not ready right. like he's he really to, yeah, small but he
4: needs to get banged up that's how you yeah. get better he does but I don't, know gonna, I don't think the Spurs
2: are going to I don't think the Spurs are going to throw him in the deep end and say sink or swim like I think that they're going to gradually implement him into the game as no, he learns a, more about no, it as he pro. gets physically hey, Ash, stronger I, went pro at 19.
4: Ash, I, I agree pro at with 19. you
2: <laughs> But says, he cannot... I, I, I,
4: What that means That means nothing You're getting there With the big dogs You gotta mix it up you I know, you agree don't get you. an opportunity To do I'm I, saying I, you can't I, I mean I'm not saying They won't do it I mean it seems like They're gonna take that approach that, you're, the approach that you're saying But if he wants to be A good pro You gotta get in the fire You need to get beat up Your first year You need to get dunked on You need to get taken advantage of Because no one's gonna do It's gonna make you work harder It's gonna make mm-hmm. you go in the gym It's gonna make him live It's gonna make him do the things That he needs to do To become a better player Not playing them Putting them in this bubble. When are you gonna turn him loose? Is just all of a sudden he's gonna come out, come on the court and be great.
2: No, I just think that they're going. I, I think that they're going to gradually implement him. I mean, I, I think that was always the plan. Honestly, I think everybody else just thought he was gonna play a full season, full minutes right away. He's undersized. His balance is off. You can see when he's on the baseline, his core strength and things is not fully there. He's still adjusting to the American game. And also, I know that he came out and said the European game is tougher, Mm -hmm. but it it looked like it was tougher in summer league when you were getting bullied by the the rims. So, like, I just—and bullied in the paint. I just think that Popovich is not in a hurry to— get him acclimated to the American game as the way that we think that a rookie should get acclimated to it or just a rookie should get acclimated to playing in the NBA in general, I think that he's going to be a lot more cautious with Wemby than probably people are going to like. But I also think the Spurs and Popovich don't care.
1: See, and this is why... Y'all game sucks half of its season. <laughs> hey, look, listen to what we're talking about, though. You feel me, Twan? like It just, just doesn't happen in
3: football. Yeah, Well, of, like, I, I,
4: I don't, right? I don't think it sucks. I, I think, yeah. think Ash just summed it up. That's one organization. That's just the that's Spurs way. Yeah. That, that's just how the Spurs does it. I, I, I think you can't bash the whole league because other teams were throwing right in the fire. And he'll deal with it, and he'll figure it out as he goes along.
2: Didn't they do the same thing with DeJounte Murray?
4: Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I'm just saying, see, I don't think you, I think they got great resources in San Antonio. You got Tim Duncan, David Robinson, who are very close with Popovich, and I'm sure they'll do anything in the world for Pop. And if that means coming to the gym, spending some time with this young guy and working with him and getting him better, that's a that's an, that's an, an, unique advantage that he has. That's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And he should try to play as much as he can. Yeah. sitting him out doesn't make him better It doesn't get him better playing him a lot um, having those guys work with him consistently will make him a better player can be a franchise player because he already has the skill set obviously he has to get stronger and and obviously learn the NBA game but having those resources around him you would think playing more basketball would be the answer sitting him would not but the Spurs have a, a certain way of doing things Now I'm assuming they're going to take that approach but they got the best resources right there especially for a big guy
1: yeah, I don't know. This is hard for me, you know, because, you know, obviously play ball on the football side and then really trying to understand this whole not ready thing. And in football, you know, we spend so much time lifting weights because we we have to. Um, that hasn't always been the case for basketball players, for hoopers. Right. So when you're 18, 19, 20, like you're in your prime, like your body is as strongest, fastest it will ever be. Right. And so you walk into the NFL ready to go. In the NBA, it seems like things are a little slower because, you know, everything off the court. It's not like football. Right. Where you guys aren't hitting the weights and getting after it and eating protein the way we do. Um, it's, It's just not the same. Now, things have been better. I feel like since around 2010, 2011, you see more guys investing in their bodies, investing in weights. Uh, But at the end of the day, man, I just can't, I still can't understand like what this wear and tear is outside of just on your joints, right? Because when you play ball, you you know, that pain of getting elbowed by a a veteran dude or a stronger dude, okay, that's pain, but that ain't going to break you. You know what I'm saying? Hitting the ground. You've been hitting the ground. You've been doing that since you was five, six years old. I just don't get it. Playing ball, going across the middle Mm -hmm. and getting smacked by a dude running (laughs) 21 miles per hour, that's different. different. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I played ball and woke up the next day, talking about as far as hoot, woke up the next day and was super sore. You know what I'm saying? And, And been in some battles where dudes threw some elbows, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't break your career, does it, Twan?
4: No, I, I think, and I, just to speak on the side, and I understand what you're saying, Brandon, it makes a lot of sense, but for basketball, it's different. When I went into college, I was 190. By the time I got ready to draft after two years, I got to 230, 235, I think, when I went into the draft. I think it's the same. This kid obviously plays in their pro league over there, which is totally different. I don't know all the rules and how they break their, 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 um, their age limits up overseas, but it is a process that he's going to. his body's going to have to take an adjustment, so I do understand that, and I understand they trying to take care of this guy's body. It's going to be an 82-game season. I don't think they play that many games over there. Um, the physicality in the league, even though it's not as physical as it used to be. So I can understand you taking your time, making sure things go right. You kind of slow-drag man. But I'm not going to babysit him to the mm-hmm. point where he's not going to get out there and take his lumps. That's the problem I got with Poppins. You can't hide him from going to the court competing. He's the number one pick in the draft. Guys are going to go at him. Two of our best players in this league are in the center position, mm-hmm. Jokic and, and Joel and B. These are guys that just won back to back MVPs. That's that's the best position right now in the league. Mm-hmm. So he's got his work cut out to be able to compete against those guys. So I think babying is not going to do it. You got to get in there and mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got to take your lumps. That's the problem I got with that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Antoine. I, I like the point that you made that it's setting a, a bad precedent, in my opinion. Um, I think he needs to start his career off being thrown in the fire, right, knowing what it feels like to get bumped around because I think, like you said, it's only going to make him work harder. So um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how this, this season pans out. Hopefully he obviously has a good one, but I would like to see him in more games than not. Um, moving on, we got one more topic, Antoine, before we'll let you go. But Carmelo Anthony, he was present at uh, uh, Nuggets – uh, summer league game uh, last week, and a reporter had spoke to him and basically asked him questions about his, his, uh, you know, his current relationship with the Denver Nuggets. As we know, Carmelo was drafted to him in 2003, spent his first eight seasons there with the Nuggets, but ultimately got traded to the uh, to the Knicks. This is what he said, though. He says it's never hard, no hard feelings with me. I still have all the love in the world for the city and the organization. I'm sure you'll see me now and at a couple more games. I know, Ashley, you, this is actually a story you sent in to me. You, you, mm-hmm. you like that, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony, you know, he, he's in good spirits with, uh, with the Nuggets?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was always unfortunate to me that they kind of had like a rocky relationship. From what I understood and like the different stories that I've read was that after the season after they went to the Western Conference Finals, Melo was told that they were going to um, rebuild and restructure the mm-hmm. team. And that may or may not include him. And that rubbed him the wrong way because I bring you to this level of success and now all of a sudden now you want to rebuild, which is ultimately what got Melo to the Knicks. Um, So it was always a rocky relationship. It was unfortunate because I think Melo did, you know, made that organization cool. the Nuggets. Um, I think automatically the silky light blue jerseys with the gold, like the nuggets were put on a lot of people's radar because of Carmelo Anthony. So I'm glad that whatever... Um, internal beef that was there they kind of rectify it because Mm. I think that when you think of Carmelo Anthony you think New York Knicks and you think Denver Nuggets Um, you envision Mello with the braids and him Mm. and Iverson on the floor together um, Kenny Martin all those guys so um, it's a very nostalgic just major part in basketball history so I'm glad that they were able to put that to the side and kind of move forward so
3: yeah glad there's no bad blood there you feel the same way Antoine
4: Oh, I love it. It's, it's kind
2: of like the situation that I have with the Celtics.
4: I mean, I spent my first seven years with the Celtics and was heartbroken when, uh, when they traded me. I thought I was going to be there for 15, 20 years. I mm-hmm. felt, you know, we we started some, we started winning, we went to the East Conference Finals. Um, I thought we was building something special and, and I, I had the same effect. I remember Danny Ains came in, new GM, and he wanted to go a different direction. So I had to respect that and obviously it it hurt me. And it was one thing I had to get over, but the organization brought me back a year and a half later. I played in 05, and then now, currently, today, I work as an ambassador for the team. I'm very much involved with the organization, so um, I hope it works out for Melo. Um, I think he's a, a staple in starting that organization and getting them back on the map. Obviously, he wasn't a part of the championship this year, but I think he helped start that. And I think we have to pay respect to that. So I always love when organizations go back to older players, even though they may not win a championship, but make them a part of um, the organization again. So hopefully it works out. You
2: yeah. think um, George Carl, the Kings, and Boogie will ever make up?
4: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, might be you no, think that, they'll that, ever
2: end their beef? <laughs>
4: They probably that that probably won't
2: ever happen. They yeah, hate right. each other, yo. <laughs> yo. That, they hate each other. Like <laughs> yeah. Boogie cannot stand George Carl and George mm-hmm. Carl cannot stand Boogie.
3: Yeah. Speaking of, yo, is Boogie a guy that you think is still could still play in the league? Like an NBA?
4: Um, I mean skill wise. I mean he probably could. I don't know. You know if, he, if he's in great if he's in good shape and the body's together, of course. Mm. He's, too, he's too skilled he's too he can shoot the three, he can pass. Um you no, know, he's never been super athletic, but I think he can help a team at, in, the, in the center spot. Probably not a starting center, but probably coming off the bench, helping somebody. I know, I, I read, I thought he was playing the Puerto Rico league yeah, last Puerto year. So he's yeah, he's a Puerto Yeah, yeah. yeah I just, so he's still playing. So if he's in good shape, he definitely can help a team.
3: Yeah, I feel like he came before his time, right? I feel like Boogie Cousins. I was. think
4: more with Boogie, I think it's more or less um, probably off the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's very outspoken. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know how he's in the locker room. That's probably more so his been his situation, more so than skill set yeah. we know how good he how good he was basketball wise
2: I will say I don't know if he came before his time, but he was like right on the cusp of when centers were changing mm-hmm. and they were becoming more hybrid centers um so yes, and no, like I agree if he maybe were a couple of years later, um would he have a longer career, possibly, but like Antoine said, I don't think. Excuse me, I don't think it was skill. I think it was all the stuff off the court or in the locker room with organizations. Um, you know, Boogie always had the reputation of being a hothead. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, the hot headedness was always with coaches, organizations, front offices. I've never heard a bad thing about somebody who's actually played with him. Kind of like, it's, I kind of re- equate it to... Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah, like how if you ask players... Mm-hmm. Players never really have a bad thing to say about Kyrie. It's usually like the media, it's usually front offices, like anonymous GMs and head coaches. But if you ask people who've actually been in the locker room with him, mm-hmm. I personally have never heard a bad thing about Kyrie. Yeah, like yeah. ever.
3: Yeah, no. I'll
4: the sure. media can definitely, the definitely, the media can definitely steer a narrative about right. a player. We we've seen that with a lot of different guys. I mean, some guys just don't like dealing with media. Some guys are not media friendly, and being on the other side is that's what they want you know guys want to be media people want to be able to have access to the, the to the best players in the league and that's what makes them great at, the, at their job they think they get the inside scoop they think right. um that they they get all the, the the juice the information and when they when they can't get close to you and you don't get them information they they kill you mm-hmm. when they get an the opportunity to so i think that's what happens with especially with a guy like boogie He probably just didn't wasn't a great media guy didn't want to talk to him a lot, didn't give him a lot of information, and they get offended by that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, oh Ashley, with you bringing up Kyrie Irving, I can't help but to ask uh, Antoine the, about the discussion we were having yesterday. So, Antoine, yesterday we were having the conversation of who was LeBron James's best. guard. No, who like, was the, the, who, best who's guard? the best guard that that LeBron James played with, right? Yeah. And of course, it came down to Kyrie Irving or Dwayne Wade? Who do you think was the best guard that LeBron James ever played with?
4: Wow.
2: Now remember, I had that, to clarify that, this for them because they were trying to bring 06 Wade into it and 06 <laughs> Wade did not play with LeBron. It's the best guard LeBron no. has ever played with, not the best guard in general. So yeah. just clarifying the, for everybody who was trying to bring up 06 Wade. The,
4: no, I, I I think it's, um, Dwyane Wade for a couple reasons. Um, I think one defensively, um, Way was a better defensive player than, I'll give than you Kyrie Irving sure. the, in their run. Um, I think Way did the best job of of meshing with LeBron as far as like allowing LeBron still to be LeBron, and then Kyrie. I think we saw the finals. I think the best year for me was obviously Kyrie had to run in the playoffs and the finals where he played great. And he didn't get a lot of credit for that, but um, I think way with the consistency, being able to give up his not being the one A option to give that to uh, LeBron James with no problem, be that one B, and the way they go, those guys played together, I think and and win three titles and the way they won it uh, was exceptional. I just I just think it was better with D'Wayne. Yeah,
3: I agree. I agree. Yeah,
4: it's just
2: I'm that. my was mine was Kyrie, but. It Kyrie? Wasn't, what was, why mine you, was Kyrie why, only Kyrie? because I was looking at it strictly positional base. What you're what you've brought up was if the question was who was the best player teammate that he ever played with, my answer would be Wade. If it was who was the better guard all around, my answer would be Wade. But when we talk about the best guard LeBron has ever played with, for me, prime D Wade was 04 Now, yes, when Wade was playing with LeBron. He was still a really good player, but that's when injuries and things started to set in. I think of when Kyrie and LeBron played together, that was prime Kyrie. He was a better ball handler at that time. He was a better shooter at that time. I feel like his bag was deeper at that time, so... I'm looking strictly who the better guard was when they played with LeBron, not who the better guard was across the board. Because I agree with you, defensively, Wade takes him. Basketball IQ, I would give it to Wade. Locker room presence, leader, it's Wade. But I'm looking strictly at the relationship, the time frame of Wade and Kyrie when they play Le- LeBron, and, that, and I have to give the edge to Kyrie. That Kyrie-LeBron tandem was special. Yeah. That was prime Kyrie.
3: No, it was. It was. It was. Yo, but Antoine, I got another one for you, right? I got another one for you. So there's no time on the play clock. Play clock's off. Ten seconds. It's, it's ten, nine, eight. Right? Clock's, clock's winding down. Who you kick into mm-hmm. at the top of the key for a three-pointer to go up, to go, to go ahead and win the game, Dwayne Wade or Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving.
4: Really? For three, so so, so with Kyrie that Irving. answer,
3: then the question—the question of like who's more clutch, Dwayne Wade or Kyrie Irving? You're going with Kyrie.
4: No, I'm not going to say that because I uh-huh. play with Dwayne Wade, and, and and Dwayne Wade is one of the main reasons why I'm sitting here as an NBA champion. And I watched average 35 in the finals, one of the best final performances, um, best final series performances of any any player that ever played a game. So I can't say that. Mm. That's uh, Dwayne Wade.
3: So Dwayne Wade is is more clutch than Kyrie. Yes. All right, all right. Did it on hey, the big I'm... stage.
4: And I said and I, and I've seen Kyrie do it on the big stage, but
3: mm-hmm.
4: I saw d Wade carry me to an NBA title. Yeah. And did it in spectacular fashion. He averaged thirty five. I don't know what that ranks at as far as most points average in a in a final series, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it's in the top five. Oh, it gotta be. I could be wrong though, but that'd be something to look at. His, his average I think Dwayne averaged like 34-35 a night in the finals
3: uh huh Hall of Famer top 3 shooting guard of all time in my opinion and I
4: and, but cool, I was only but I was only the second leading score in the finals then
3: for the heat i was on the second lane score yeah, well
4: there you go yeah but as i said you might you might didn't know that stat
3: that's one <laughs> I, shit. I know it now though <laughs> It's all right <laughs> that's all right and i will be throwing that out there in the future my man <laughs> hey antoine though it's I, a, it's a pleasure you. what's that what's that did you ask something there yes no i said i think i add Shaq by like point 0.1 point 0.2 something
4: like go. that there you
3: It'll go to in the finals just uh-huh. let you know nah hey like i said i'm i'm gonna quit now i'm equipped. My man. Mr. <laughs> Shimmy himself. Hey, Antoine, you know, we always appreciate you as always, you know, for coming on.
2: As always, for sure.
3: All right. Yeah, man. Say
2: bye to Chris.
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> All right, we'll highlight like you. All right, bye, Chris. Until next time,
2: <laughs>
3: All right, boss. Um, yeah, man. I Are we done, Chris?
2: Can we close out?
3: Yeah, I think it's time to close Chris out.
2: Chris in the cut, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> um, I got a new name. Yeah, so that does it for another episode of Paper Route. We will be back tomorrow. Um, shout out to everybody listening to us on Series XM Faction Talk 103. Did I get that right? You did. I you did. did. Awesome. Yeah, I did. Um, for myself, Brandon, Corey, AKA Chris, BC, Boo, our entire um, team holding it down, JP out west. This has been Paper Route, and we'll holler at y'all tomorrow. Bye.
0: See ya.